Welcome, Kyle. Nice to be here. Okay, we're recording one day after the win against Dawson Villa at Old Trafford. And uh, what's your immediate thoughts on the game, Nigel? Very positive, I have to say. Met a few supporters this morning, all very happy, having silent bets with Liverpool supporters. Social media indicates they're quite worried now, which is all the more positive for us. Uh, so, United fans are willing to take bets with Liverpool fans. Are they confident? They seem to be. Yeah, they seem to be. Yeah, I can't say I would be that confident yet myself. I would uh, probably leave it another couple of months before I'd be that confident. Uh, still, fully expect Liverpool to win the league. What do you think? I would have thought so. I think we're possibly two, three players off a, a title-winning team, but. When you consider the board draw against Manchester City and the mediocre 1-0, the West Ham first half, the improvement in, in recent games has been immeasurable, I think. Yes, I think it's now, is it eight wins and two draws in the last 10 games in, in the Premier League? So, so that, That's very positive, yeah. So uh, who, who stood out for you last night then in the 2-1 win over Aston Villa? Well, without a doubt, Eric Bailly sitting in the centre there of the back four was absolutely colossal last night. I thought really good timing, carried the ball forward with positivity and the block at the end, you saw the reaction of all the players and the manager to a man putting his body on the line for the sake of the club. That's what we want. Yeah, absolutely. I would say he's without doubt our best defender and the only issue with him is staying fit. And that could be crucial to whether we stay in the title race or not. Absolutely. Is it four games in a row he's played for the first time since 2017? That's that's hopeful. Yeah, it's, it's hard to believe that he, he has managed about four games together in like three and a half years. Uh, who else uh, stood out for you last night? Well, Paul Pogba, who I'm not a fan of, as you know, for once his body language was better he seemed interested in getting the ball in the opposition box. Apparently, he was in that box 14 times last night, more than uh, what he's done the entire season to date in the 12 or so games that he's actually started. So that's a good sign. Uh, he certainly, I thought that he wasn't able to play in the same midfield as Bruno, but he certainly proved a point last night that when he's interested, he has the, the class to do the job. Yeah, not only was he good on the ball last night, uh, he actually worked hard off the ball, which is probably the first time I've ever seen that from him. Um, yeah, just, that's great. Uh, long may I continue. If if he can play like he's interested and buy he can stay fit, then that, that will give us a chance. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. You have to be positive. We're into a new year. and Let's take each uh, game as it comes, as the old cliche goes, but... Manchester City and Liverpool lie ahead, so we'll, we'll see the standards we have to get to when we play them. Yeah, uh, it, it, we're playing Liverpool in a couple of weeks, and because of COVID, I think it's the first time we'll have played them 
in, in, in 12 months. In fact, Bruno Fernandes has not played a game against Liverpool yet, would you believe? I hadn't realised that. That's that's quite a quite a target for him to bring his usual high standards into that game at Anfield, away from home. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, it's going to be a big stage for him and, and to prove how good he is. And uh, I can't wait for that game. But in the meantime, we've got to negotiate a cup semi final and a game against Burnley and a cup match against Watford. But we're going into these games in in a good run of form. And uh, I'm feeling more positive than I was um, after we were knocked out by RB Leipzig at the Champions League. We were we were calling for the manager's head at that point, but uh, things seemed to improve a lot since then. Yes, we we all were calling for his head, but the, uh, I heard Wambasak interviewed for the first time after the game last night, and he talked about the hard work that they're all doing behind <laughs> the scenes. So maybe it's beginning to pay off. Uh, after all this time, so we'll we'll we'll, we'll get behind them and back them, and, and uh, hopefully they can do the business for us. Well, as long as uh, there's some backing from the board in January, then that will give us even more of a chance. Um, we know that uh, we'll be on the transfers later on, but uh, we know it's, there is at least one player definitely coming in. I think we should get a centre back as well because I mean, going on uh, history of Baye. He, he will get injured at some point at the end of the season. So, and we don't want to go back to Maguire and Lindelof. We, I think we're, we're going to have either the manager's going to have to show faith in in uh, Axel to and Zabi, or we're going to have to sign someone. Oh, I think you're right. I, I think that Maguire got a fourth yellow last night, so he's just one away. Uh, he wants to be there for, at Anfield. Shaw's got another yellow, so quite apart from the. The injuries, it's the suspensions that might come up. You're quite right. We need another centre-half. Yeah, uh, we can't really afford any suspensions at the back because last night is probably the best back four we can, we can uh, field. And if one of those wasn't available, we'd be, we could be back to a pretty average back four again. Yeah, oh, for- absolutely. absolutely. Though Axel's a nice man to have on the bench if you need him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mind if he was starting uh, but the likes of Lindelof and Tellez are just not going to do No, no, definitely not they're not, not up to the required standard I don't think uh, So we'll, we'll get on to the player ratings now um, as we always do in the podcast uh, starting with the goalkeeper De Gea, what did you make of his performance last night? De Gea had a very sound game, made a couple of very important saves in the first half from uh, McGinn, particularly good save. These are saves you expect a top-class keeper to make, but he's getting back to the, the position where we don't have to worry about him. We expect him to make it. So I, I thought he did well last night. A very sound seven from me for De Gea. Yeah, he also made an absolutely top save to deny Ollie Watkins with that uh, header across goal. Uh, that was more like to give hold. That's yeah. right. Yep. First class. Yeah, he's not making the mistakes that he was making a couple of months ago, which is a positive sign. Maybe uh, Henderson coming back to the club is, is motivated to get to help his game? Very necessarily so. He seemed to be just coasting along there, got a decent contract and, and big money at the club. But Henderson wants his shirt, so he's had to help his game and we're seeing the results now, thankfully. Yeah, we are. But I expect Henderson to get the... the the number one jersey against 
in the cup games against City and Watford, and then probably the Gale come back in against Burnley and Liverpool. Well, that's that's not a bad thing. Let's let's see him in those important games and see how he does, Henderson. He certainly is very self confident. Players will will see whether he can produce that on the pitch on a regular basis. Yeah, I definitely think he's he's got the ability to be our number one eventually. Definitely, yeah. Okay, uh, moving on to Juan Bissaka. I think he had a very up and down game last night. Juan Bissaka, yeah, he did. Um. He, he For the first time, he produced a decent cross for a, a wonderfully taken goal by Martial. But then there was that indis- indiscipline, Kyle, at the free kick. And the ball's coming over his shoulder to the back post. He seems to uh, not read that at all. So as you say, he's up and down. But on the basis that he created a goal and we only scored two goals, I'll give him a, another sound seven and give him some encouragement. And uh, he, he made a terrific interception at the back post to deny a, a clear a goal for Austin Villa. Uh, just after that, so, uh, he seemed to be had a real roller coaster ride last night. But uh, it is good to see him uh, for once uh, providing an assist and getting getting a good cross into the box because that's that's been the main criticism of him that he, he doesn't provide enough in offensive positions. That's true. He he gets plenty of the ball up there, but he just doesn't seem to have perfected it yet. Um, the 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 one that you talked to at the with the at the back post with with his foot. I wondered what what you thought how that would have gone down in Europe. I I mean I was glad that that he did that obviously, but some of these referees in Europe would would give a foul against you for a head up at that height. What do you think? Yeah, I think you're quite right. There's some of the fussy referees in in the Champions League potentially could have given a penalty there but uh, thankfully uh, this wasn't a Champions League game so anyway moving on to uh, uh, Bailly um, I think he was my man of the match uh, what do you think? Yeah have to agree with you there uh, 9 out of 10 for me best uh, performance for a number of years he is building on his three previous games seems to be more confident coming out of defence with the ball. He played some lovely through balls on the ground, uh, which give the forward an opportunity to find space and turn. So he seems to read the game well. Uh, definitely building on games, he's, he's going to be an asset if he stays fit, as you say. Wonderful performance last night. The block at the end, the players just were absolutely... And the goalkeeper who knew that uh, he was in diffs there because he, the guy was so close, he put his head on the line with that block. It was a tremendous bit of defensive play. Yeah, he's, he's definitely my favourite defender at the club. And, and I think he's, he's the best defender we have. It's just the only issue that's ever been with him is fitness. Um, so moving on to Maguire, what, what do you think of him last night? Maguire had a steady game. I'd give him a seven there. He's, he's uh, not not particularly good at corners. I was hoping for much better. He he seems to get his head to the ball, but he, other it goes wider over the bar. Um, he's playing a bit better because he's like as have you said before, Lindelof Maguire just doesn't hit it off. By uh, Maguire can play a steady, stable game and let uh, Baye bring the ball out of defence rather than Maguire seems to do it more when Lindelof's playing there. But uh, he, he had a decent game. I'd give him a seven. Yeah, he, 
he's generally okay in most games. Um, but there's always a kind of a, I always find him a bit clumsy. Like even even when uh, Bailly made the block at the end, that came as a result of Maguire not winning the aerial duel with the, with the forward and the, the the forward taking the ball off him, and Bailly had to bail him out. So he's, he's just he's far from perfect, but definitely Bailly complements him better than Middleoff does. Definitely agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, moving on to the left back, Luke Shaw. What do you think of his performance? Well, he, he, it's a it's a story of two halves. I I only give him a six, Kyle. I'm not at all happy with his defensive play. He's been given more responsibility by the manager. The manager likes him a lot. He pushes forward in the left hand side, which he used to do when he first came to the club when he was a lot fitter in those days. He's been given the responsibility of taking the corners, which I have doubts about. When he has to go to the right hand side of the pitch. He doesn't seem to, for me to have the fitness to get from there at uh, the corner flag away back to his normal position. Also, Kyle, he, he, uh, when the ball's put over the top, he, he pulls shirts a lot and he blocks people and gets cards all the time. And if you saw him against Greeley, Greeley's a brilliant player, best player on the pitch for me last night. Stands off him, lets Greeley control the ball, look up and puts it into the back post. So he has to do a lot more on his defensive work for me before he's going to be a regular left back. Yeah, one major problem I have with him is when he's he's facing the the winger and he backs off and he backs off into the penalty area instead of getting close and closing him down. Uh, I, I don't know why he does that. Um, maybe he should. He needs to take a leaf out of Wamasaka's book when when it comes to defending. Um, but. He is a very good footballer. It's just, uh, it's just uh, defensively, he's just he's not perfect. Absolutely, good point. I think the fitness element is still to be worked on. There, he still seems to me to be struggling a wee bit. But he's he's certainly in the manager's uh, good books because he's been given a lot of responsibility. So let's see if he can carry it. Yeah, I think he's been helped by the fact that Telles has not been a success so far, and uh, he's easily kept him out of the team. Yes, yeah, I think he's the man in form and he'll keep telling us out of the team, okay. Yeah, um, so moving on to the midfield, um, McFred, we're back in again. Um, for this <laughs> <one>. <laughs> uh, so, uh, first of all, McTominay, what do you, you think of him last night? Oh, uh, he had a lot, a lot to live up to, Kyle, because of his performance against Leeds in the previous home game, but... He, he didn't play as well last night. His distribution was very poor. A couple of times he put it straight out of touch. So it didn't surprise me that he was withdrawn by the manager. So I've given him a five. That's as most I would give him there. Yeah, I think I would agree with you. It, it wasn't one of his finer games. Um, what about Fred? Fred was a bit better. I give him a six. I think uh, his distribution was better. Uh, he's certainly a trier, plays for the shirt. Uh, whether he's top level to play in our midfield on the long term, but he's certainly at the moment in there on merit because of the commitment he gives to the midfield. Yeah, it's, it's very, very hard to dislike him. You couldn't see him getting into Liverpool or Manchester City's team, could you? No, definitely not. He's not, not top level. No. Uh, so what about uh, Pogba? What would you give him? Oh, Pogba, for the first time, I've given him an eight. Um uh, a few times he lost the ball, tried to be a bit too clever, but mostly was very involved, looking for players. Lovely uh, loft over his head 
for the first goal which he helped create wonderful vision he has when he's on top of his game left and right he can swap it the way Glenn Huddle used to do for Spurs in England so he, he is a top level player he seems to be interested wants to get involved and the goal celebrations, which he didn't used to. So if we have him interested now, he, he, he'll he be like a new signing if he's, he's really fired up. If he wants to leave in the summer, obviously he has to show some good form between January and May, and, and we're going to get the benefit of it, hopefully. If he plays like that between January and May, uh, and he leaves, no one holds any grudges. It'll be a, a happy divorce, especially if we win the league. Absolutely. Well, what did you think about up to this point, him and Bruno both playing? They seemed to be in each other's space. It didn't seem to work. But last night, there was there was, there was more uh, fluency about the midfield linking with the attack. Well, I will say that uh, good players should always be able to play with each other. And uh, people say that about Rooney and Tevez, that they couldn't play together. But they, 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 they made it work. And it looks like Pogba and Fernandes are, are doing that too. Yes, that's very helpful. Long way at last. So speaking of Bruno, uh, what do you make of his performance? Bruno is Bruno. I, I give him a seven. He has a seven or better every week. I mean, he scored that clinical penalty. What a cool penalty that was. Uh, wasn't one of his best games, but he, but he was involved. And you can see that he's always looking to find the forward pass. There's no negativity in Bruno. No side passing. He's always looking left and right. Links well with Rashford. They seem to be building a, a relationship there. He, he's a marvellous player with a marvellous record and uh, he, he, he has to get a good mark every week for his commitment. Yeah, uh, he, gives, he gives the ball away a lot because he's always trying to pass it forward. He's always trying to make something happen. And uh, you can't fault him for that. And what's such a massive difference he's made at the club. Was it a year ago we... Uh, suffered a humiliating loss at home to Burnley and it looked like the manager was on his way out and we signed Fernandez, and he completely turned the team's fortunes around and a year on we're, uh, I think this time last year we were 27 points or something off Liverpool and, and now we're levelling points with him and I think that's been mostly down to the signing of Fernandez. Yeah, couldn't agree with you more. He has changed the club around, the whole mentality of winning. And when we only draw, you hear how unhappy he is. He wants to win every game that he pulls on the shirt. And we as fans, Kyle, that's what we want to see, people with that level of commitment. But he has the class. There's, there's, there, you can have commitment to a certain extent. Like Fred, he is top level and he sees his vision. He sees openings. He creates balls over the top from distance to we have fast players like Martial and Rashford who must dream about playing with a, a midfielder of that quality he's come into the Premier League some players as you know struggle for a year to settle in a new environment from day one Bruno was there scoring goals his assist level is, is unique for a Premier League player who's just uh, almost a year at that level in, in the league I think he could play for Manchester City and Liverpool, and and uh, nobody would disagree with that. Yeah, absolutely. He's been an absolute revelation. Uh, he he's had an impact on the club on a par with Cantona in nineteen ninety two. Yes, very much so. And there's not many people uh, would forget what Cantona achieved. But Bruno's well on his way uh, to producing that sort of contribution to this great club. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully he can bring us 
uh, back to the glory days. Um, so moving on to uh, Marcel, what did you think of him last night? He hasn't been good lately, but perhaps a slight improvement last night. Yeah, a slight improvement. I, I'd give him a seven. He, uh, his goal was very well taken, very well judged, and it was brave too. Had to get his head down where it hurts. Uh, can't give him a higher mark, Kyle, because he doesn't hold the ball up. He quite sloppy when he gets he gets the ball with his back to the goal and loses it and puts the rest of the team under pressure again. Uh, he has to improve that end of his game. And his body language isn't always good. It was better to some extent, especially when he scored. But if he doesn't score and he's out of the game, he doesn't work hard enough, as you mentioned earlier about Carlos Tevis, chasing the goalkeeper down, chasing the fullbacks down, showing that he wants the ball. He's going through a bad run. He wants to score goals. It doesn't. He doesn't show it for us. So couldn't give him any higher than a seven, but glad to do so because he scored an important goal. Yeah, we, we know he's got the class. It's just his attitude. It just isn't always 100%, and, and, and that's always going to be, be the issue with him. Uh, if if he had the attitude of someone like Fernandez or Rashford, he could he could be anybody he wants to be. He could indeed. He's loads of ability, and his, he's got the class of a quick turn, and he can shoot, but he just doesn't try hard enough to get into those positions. Maybe his friend Pogba... His French colleague seeing what he's just done and he's up this game. Maybe Martial will, will follow suit and we'll see the benefits of that in the weeks to come. Yeah, maybe the both of them will will start trying now. Now that there's a belief in the camp that we could actually go on and, and win the league. And uh, hopefully that's what they do. Um, uh, so Rashford, what do you think of him? Rashford was always available. Always positive. Sometimes he tries to do so much, too much. But I'd, cert- I'd give him a seven. Uh, for once, he didn't. He didn't score, but he he was always involved, looking for the ball. So uh, uh, Rashford and Bruno are the top players when we talk about players that could play for the current champions. And I certainly, uh, both at international level and at club level, he's he's got the pace and the ability to score that most clubs would die for, really. Yeah, he has great dribbling ability as well, which I like about him. And he started to use his left foot more. Left foot more. I know we've criticised him about that in the past, but he, he, he we got a goal against Wolves by him using his left foot. And last night, after a bit of trickery, he, he used his left foot. Uh, it's clearly not as strong as his right, but at least now he's he's actually he's, he's trying to use it now. Yes, that's a good point. Uh, it, it's, maybe the coaches are working on him with that because he, his all-round ability, that's really only the, the weakness that we can see is that he doesn't, he doesn't cross with his left foot and he doesn't, as you say, he doesn't shoot too much. But he's starting to do it now and he can only get better. He's only 23. He, he is a positive asset and, and as the team gets closer to winning a major title, I see him scoring goals that will change games. Yeah, I think he has 14 goals already this season, which is uh, that's a great total at this stage. We're, we're not even at the halfway point. Absolutely. A great return from a very skillful forward. Yeah. Um, so the first player to come off the bench was uh, Maric. Uh, what, did you, what did you think of his uh, performance last night? Uh, I've... Only a five for me. Maric is to me. He gave us a very good season when he was signed. He he's at the end of his career and he's only doing a job. He specifically asked to come on and target 
the the ever dangerous Grealish, and he he tried to kick Klopp's out of him literally and did a few times. And uh, I don't know if you noticed that when he got his yellow card, he put his thumbs up to the referee as if he knew it was coming. He was sent on to do that job, and he did it. But it's only a five for me. I, I don't like that sort of player. Okay. Uh, no, I, I think that's only only the real the only job he should be doing now is is coming off the bench to to kick people because uh, he's as you say he's, his legs are gone now and he, he's over the hill. Um, but it was very streetwise of the manager to bring him on uh, to kick the opposition's best player. I mean, uh, I, I do I, I do like that about the manager. What do you think? Well, he, he he wanted somebody to do a job for him, and he knew the type of job that Matic would do, and uh, is prepared to do and take his cards. So, uh, they got the win and they got over the line, if you know what I mean. But uh, I would only call on something like that if I had to. But fair play to the manager; he made his call, and the guy follows his directions literally to the letter with a yellow card. <laughs> I suppose you can afford to do that when you're only playing, you're only on for the last 20 minutes. You, you, you couldn't uh, play like that if you were starting a match. I mean, you'd be sent off before half time. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, good point. Yeah. Um, so I, it's hard to really give uh, Daniel James or Axel a rating because they weren't on very long. Um, so what, what would you give the manager of 10 for last night? I'd give the manager a seven. Uh, he got the result. Uh, team selection was a bit strange to me, but uh, he's the he's the guy uh, running the club and he makes the decisions. And at the end of the day, the result was a win and a home win and a very important win. And let's not forget that Aston Villa, in my view, are a top team. They're certainly a top six team in the way they're playing. And they have one outstanding footballer who I would love to see at Old Trafford uh, Grealish because his his quality on the ball, his vision he takes free kicks. We talked earlier Kyle about Luke Shaw taking corners. You'll notice that uh, Jack Grealish, the game revolves around him for Aston Villa. He takes the free kicks and the corners. I'm sure he could take penalties too. He's a top level footballer and uh, that's the type of player we would like to see at our club. Yeah, there's no doubt it was, a, it was a, an extremely tough game last night and a I was glad that we got over the line because it was a very good game of football and Aston Villa easy could have come away with the point and you could argue that they deserved to. And Jack Willis, yeah, it's no secret that Solskjaer is a massive fan of him. I wanted to bring him to the club in the summer. And if Pogba does leave this year, then Grealish would be the obvious man to replace him. I would agree. Can, can you arrange that, please? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think he deserves to be playing in a team that can challenge for honours. Uh, uh, if he remains at, at, at Aston Villa for the rest of his career, that, that would be similar to Matt Letizia. He was he stayed at Southampton his entire career and he kind of wasted it. Yes, that's a very good comparison because Grealish wants to play for England in the Euros. I reckon he's in the top three English midfield players at the moment and heading towards the top of it. So, if anybody in the top of the Premier League could get him prized away from Aston Villa to their club, it, he's only 25. I mean, he's, what, two, three years younger now than Pogba. 
So if we could get substantial amount of Pogba did choose to leave the club and use that money and whatever else is needed to get a player like Grealish to Old Trafford, I mean, the, the prospect of Grealish playing alongside uh, Bruno in the midfield and creating chances for the forward, the quickness of the forwards that we have, very exciting thought, Kyle. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think he would fit perfectly into our team. Um, he, he's he's very very capable of becoming a world class player, uh, and to be able to to do that, he needs to be playing at the highest level. Um, so we'll, we'll wait and see how that turns out. Um, yeah. So uh, moving on to the final part of the podcast, the, the January window is now open. Where we're not anticipating too much business. Um, but we do know that Ahmed Diallo is coming in from Atlanta, the young winger. I don't think he's played that many for team games for Atlanta. Uh, he's still, still only 18 years old. But uh, Solskjaer was talking about him last night. Um, and and he's looking forward to having him in the squad. Uh, do you anticipate that he will get many games between now and the end of the season? I don't think so. No, not really. Not not with the, the way the manager thinks at this point in time. He's very loyal to the players that he feels have done the business for him, and you can understand that to some extent. But if in the last five games, depending on what's happening, I certainly would bring him on a few times as a substitute and let, let the, the... Well, we don't know whether fans will be back by the end of May or not. Who knows the way things are going, Kyle? But certainly uh, all United fans would like to have a look at him uh, We'll have to pay tribute, I think, today in this podcast to the, the late Tommy Doherty, who was one of the managers at, at Old Trafford who excited the fans most and brought a lot of fans to the game because of the fact that he retained two wingers, a right winger and a left winger, week in and week out. Uh, the products he got from his, his players, who are still around, Sammy McElroy and Lou, Lou McCary, said that uh, he had a, an atmosphere in the dressing room where they thought they could go out and attack teams and score goals and win games. And if we can get back to that uh, situation under Ali in, in 2021, the future looks good. Let's let's be positive and, and, and think that things can happen under this manager. Yeah, um, it was it was very sad to lose a, a past manager in, in, in the dock. Uh, I think uh, fans like yourself who were around in, in the 1970s, we'll remember him very fondly. Absolutely. Uh, Man of great charisma. I, I was impressed by Solskjaer's knowledge last night. He knew that uh, uh, Tommy Dockery had won the FA Cup in 1977, uh, despite the fact that Solskjaer uh, would have been, I mean, a child at that, at that, at that time. So uh, I'm very impressed by his knowledge. <laughs> He, Ollie is a legend as a player and I'm sure he's been down to the United Museum and he seems to really care. The fact that he uh, talked to Ferguson quite a lot when he retired and became a coach, etc., shows that he has a love for the club. So, as you say there, he probably has the knowledge. He's been looking back over over the influences of pe- previous coaches and their style. He talks quite a lot about the United way. Uh, the United way is to play wingers and score goals. I mean, Matt Busby always said... Uh, if they score two, we'll score four. So uh, United always got big crowds, Kyle, because of the entertainment value. George Best at his prime used to put 10,000 a week on the crowd. It was absolutely fabulous just to be there and hear the buzz when Best got on the ball. So hopefully that sort of day lies ahead and we've lots of enjoyment in the months ahead. Yeah, 
Yeah, uh, nothing us as fond of love more than a, a man who was a legend as a player to become a legendary manager as well. I mean, I don't think that's been done at, at this football club before. It certainly hasn't been. It hasn't been done in many clubs. It certainly hasn't been done in my head. Um, no, good point. Absolutely, that, that that's one ambition that if he fulfills it, he'll he'll become one of the all-time greats. But. Last season there were three semi-finals and we didn't get to the final. So this is this is a test of the metal of the manager now. He has to step up a wee bit now, and he's got a more settled team, and he seems to know where he's heading. And if the players think he's working hard behind the scenes, let's 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 get to final and win a trophy. I'm sure he'd be happy with that. Yes, that brings us on nicely to the next game, which is the the, the Carabao Cup semi-final against City. I think it's just one leg this year. Um, as you say, we lost the semi-finals last year, so I think Ollie will be desperate to get into a final this time. And I think we're well capable of beating Man City, given their form this season. They, they certainly don't frighten me. No, they don't frighten me either, particularly as they haven't had much game time in recent weeks because of COVID. And uh, the manager there has been swapping and changing his back four, and he, I'm, I'm not sure he really knows his best 11. Since Silva left the club, they really haven't got together. They depend a lot on De Bruyne. We have a team, you've said there, with, with eight wins and two draws in the last 10 games. We'll have to go into this major match with a, a team confident of, of scoring goals and, and the, our defence is improving, it's becoming more settled with Bailly becoming a regular again. So I, I have great belief that we, we can get a result in that semi-final. Yeah, I do too. Um, uh, I hope that we can we can get into the final and um, if we do, it could be a potential final against Mourinho's Tottenham and that would certainly be a, a spicy affair given Mourinho's history with Man United. <laughs> yes, bring it on. <laughs> well, we'll go ahead and leave it there. Thanks for joining okay. us this week, Nigel. Okay, you're welcome. I enjoyed it. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you.